plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! Washes over us. The winds of change, a fickle mistress. This, the truth in plain sight. The only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. This is Steve Travesty. I am the ghost in the machine. This world, this life, is the great mystery. You are broken down to be rebuilt anew. Deep insight deconstructed for you. Ghost in the Machine with Steve Travesty. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 6 Eastern Time, Studio B. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958, and Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world.
Raven Star's Witching Hour with your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Solaris Blue Raven at Raven Star's Witching Hour. I'm your host and head witch at the helm this evening. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody here at Revolution Radio, staff, producers, listeners, chat room, and thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. We are 100% listener supporters. So if you like what you're hearing, please click on the donate button. We appreciate your support and thank you for any contribution you can make to this excellent station. Here at freedomslips.com, you can purchase the monthly archives of $4.95 a month, which is an awesome deal for the variety of shows and hosts you can access. So consider supporting the station by signing up for those monthly archives here at Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Don't forget for a $100 donation, you get the Jumbo Emergency Survival Seed Pack. That's a non-GMO, non-hybrid seeds, and that's 34,500 seeds, a very good deal. My new book, One Million Miles to Midnight, is available for purchase on Amazon.com, Kindle, and at the publisher, planetee.com. So pick up your copy today on that. And tonight, you're listening to Studio A. And my special guest, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest and a wonderful co-host tonight. My, my guest this evening is Bill Brown. And let me get you his, his bio here. William Bill Brown, civil engineer, retired, gizetologist, specialist. Bill is a retired civil engineer, technician specializing in engineering, site plan design, layout, utility designer for over 35 years. His engineering expertise has helped him in formulating a master plan design layout of the Giza Plateau, Egypt, showing how tombs and temples may have been located on the ground. He has been instrumental in decoding and bringing forth the ancient secrets of Giza and the Egyptian pyramids. He was personally interviewed <coughs> excuse me, on site at Giza, Egypt in March 2006 by the USA National Geographic's film TV crew, which has now been shown on TV numerous times internationally since 2007. The Discovery Channel TV show has also shown some of his research information discoveries about Giza. His first publication book, entitled The Giza Report of 2008, <clears throat> Excuse me again. Archaeological Projects of Egypt released in 2009 summarized his three years of research from 2005 to 2008, investigations based on an official Egyptian authority, SCA authorized ground penetrating radar, which is GPR scan, images at nine locations of the Giza Plateau, Egypt, in February of 2006. Copies of the publication were given to Egyptian agents during one of his April of 2009 presentations at the Cairo University Department of Archaeology. He has given dozens of international presentations concerning the results and his research. Recently, his latest publication information about Giza appeared in an archaeological publication, Ancient Mysteries and Advanced Archaeology Review magazine, monthly issue September, October of 2016, giving details about the Osiris tomb under the Sphinx, Causeway, and 2006 GPR image scan information. His next scheduled book publication will appear at the Giza Hologram. That's really interesting. It's a 250-page research project documentation about he and his wife, Lucia Lobos Brown, 10-year research concerning the Giza Plateau tombs related to his previous books and GPR scans. New tombs might be discovered in the future based on a specially designed formatted celestial star-to-ground map correlation theory. Publication is scheduled for early of 2017. Bill is also a vibrational scientist and master designer of sacred geometric structures. His website is pavilionsmartdesign.com, and he access all of his information there, releases um, all kinds of wonderful information about a whole new way of healthy living. It's, it's quite the honor to have Bill on my show tonight. So please welcome Bill Brown. And also, I would love to introduce my wonderful, lovely co-host who has her own show here called Nightlight at Revolution Radio. Barbara DeLong is going to be co-hosting along with me tonight. So welcome both. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. What an impressive bio. Yeah. that's. Uh, I've been doing this stuff for... You know, basically 20 years, 50, 53 trips now to Giza over the past uh, 14 years. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. How wonderful is that? That's that's a magical life, isn't it? 
It, it really is. I retired in 2005 out of Washington, D.C. area, and I've been doing this uh, full-time uh, just myself. I don't work for anybody except for upstairs. Wonderful. That's the best way to go. Well, let me ask you one yeah. question here. Uh, and, and Barbara, you chime okay. in whenever you feel guided to. But I wanted to ask you about the Giza Plateau and how you made the correlation with star maps. Well, it started with Robert Vival and John Hancock with the Orion uh, Belt uh, Theory. And um, many other writers like them uh, took a special constellation and kind of matched it with known uh, locations. And since I'm uh, a site plan engineer, I understand the ground, especially topographics, and things can be buried, but a sand dune might be very, very high, which is an indication that something might be there. So after about, um, you know, uh, 10,000 hours of just running computer scans of, uh, of uh, star systems, uh, my, last, my latest book that's out now that we're using that I'm using with uh, Barbara on our um, meditation uh, selections. Uh, I have about 33 different sites that we've been able to match a specific star code uh, alignment to it. Not using just one star of Orion, but using about uh, 20 star systems that that uh, match it perfectly. That's incredible. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's in it's coming out in the book. I I hope to publish it. Uh, we're re-editing it a couple of times and I have another uh, trip to, to uh, Giza coming up very, very soon. And uh, we might even do a meditation from there while I'm there. Oh, oh how beautiful. Wow. Yeah. 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 Barbara, chime in anytime. Uh, no, I, his story is phenomenal. And when he was a guest on my show, he was talking about his map and, and he said that he would make it available to anybody that wanted to go to Giza and, and, you know, look at these sites and feel the energy and everything. And I said to him, after we had our break, you know, I said, not many people can go to Giza 52 or 55 times. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I said, what if you just Astro traveled there, and the next day, um, I talked with him, and he said, you know, that blew my mind, he, and, and he said, how would you do it? And I said, well, you'd put a group together, and you'd do a group meditation. He said, can you do that? And I said, I can always put a group together, <laughs> and that's how the Star Points meditation started, and though I have led meditations for at least I, I, I had them once a week for at least 20, 25 years. These meditations are so unbelievably different from the ones that I used to lead that, that um, it's, it's really been blowing my mind in that, first of all, it's a group energy so that, so that even though the people are all over the world and, and sometimes they're not actually physically there, but, but they've committed their energy so I can I can link to their energy and draw it together and create a group energy mm -hmm. and and then take them into the energy the 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 places that he has has uh, pinmarked for us and lead people through um, a meditation within whatever structure it is. Oftentimes, you know, sometimes it will be above ground, but, but mostly it's been beneath ground that we've gone. And, uh, and without telling them what to expect, leading them 
through experiences that will enable them to experience whatever in their level of consciousness they they see and because they are a part of the group energy everybody's energy is increased dramatically so um so these have been these have been uh, amazing meditations and they, they only go 15 20 minutes and then we talk a little bit about them and i think the the most fun for me so far they've all been fun mm-hmm. was that at one point in this corridor or hallway whatever wherever we were um i said you know there are there are tiles with handprints on them and you know, I, I had people put their handprint in and then get sensations and stuff like that. And so after the meditation, we were talking about that because there were there was a physical reaction with everybody I talked to. Um, I said to Bill, what did you feel? And he said, Bill? Yes. Go ahead. You go ahead and tell him. <laughs> Three fingers? <laughs> yeah, he had And? And? Oh. And anyway, I felt like Spock, you know, you know, oh. how the Spock has the three, you know, you know, two fingers together. So it oh, really yeah. only looked like three fingers. And I actually saw my hand like that, but there were only three fingers. There weren't five and they fit oh. directly into this, into this notches. So, um, wow. actually, um, what, uh, I was actually feeling, uh, I was making the connection that, you know, it's live long and prosper type of, a of a philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of like the energy of what I was feeling of this live long and prosper. What color you know, were you, Bill? I'm green. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, you know, so, we yeah, do this serious so, meditation and he turns up green with three fingers. So, hey, you know, maybe yeah. that's his, his, one of his multidimensional designs. You never know. Oh, well, yeah. it is. Uh, what I'm going to try and get Barbara to do is uh, she says that she tries to tell people, like, look down at your feet uh-huh. or something, you know, to look at the ground. And so I'm going to suggest to her the next place that we go to is that we have a pool of water. And we say, look in the pool of water and see yourself. Oh, uh, cool. that's wonderful. That would, be oh. very, that would be very interesting to see who you are, where you are, or when you yeah. are. Yeah. You know I'm go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding that we're not only hitting people's past lifetimes, but other dimensions as well in these in these meditations. So yeah, that's what yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you said the handprint. The first thing that came to mind for me was an access to another dimensional realm. In other words, it's yeah. it's like um, reading another akashic or another record of, um, you know, what's behind well, the scenes there. Do the so. do the meditation because you'll find it interesting. I love it. You know, yeah, I've been catching yeah, up yeah. with y'all on the meditations, and I, I encourage. Yeah. I guess it's too late for people to join now. Is is or, it? Or no, no. Okay, great, no. great. All they have to do is send me um, um, a request at, at barbaradelong at gmail.com. Um, the archives and the, and the actual meditation is done as a private show. So you have to be given the address in order to, to be able to get, you know, the information we send in to be present. But it's free. So we just want people yeah. to, to send, you know, take notes and give us their impressions and send them to us so that, yeah, we can put them together. Things, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, one of the things that uh, I'm doing is I'm I'm actually selecting these locations, and I've actually been to all these places that you know we're talking about, and I know what's there physically. And so I'm waiting to see if any of the people are writing and defining something that I know is there. 
and mm-hmm. that has it actually happened on the very first meditation. You know that they were able to say blah 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 this room or this passageway or there's something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I actually I'm looking for confirmation because I go to there all the time. I mean I do the astral travel and, and OB and all that stuff, and um, it, it's hard to distinguish when you go somewhere whether it's physical 3D Earth time now or on some other dimension. Right. So we're trying to see, you know, what other people see. Right. I remember the first time I did that, that was the first one. I got a lot of data. I mean, I don't know. You know, it yeah. is what it is. But yeah. it was interesting. It's very interesting when you start getting information. So, yeah. yeah I, I, was reading, I was reading your comments and I was being blown away. And then, I, you know, you wrote to me. So it was interesting. There's a link somewhere. Don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't that? And I have so many questions for you tonight. And of course, we're, um, you know, Barbara, you just go ahead. go ahead and run and roll with whatever information you want to as well. But I, I wanted to ask you about, because we were discussing the Giza Plateau, but um, what, what is the story with the ground penetrating radar? And can you share any of those findings at all? Uh, yes. In 2006, we did uh, nine different site plan locations. We actually worked with the uh, uh, Egyptian authorities under uh, uh, an approved plan and the Egypt the Egyptian um, technicians did all of the work with their equipment and then with my association with a uh, university out of Poland and my wife is Polish we live in Poland half the time and in Chicago the other half and we've been uh, we've been I got married I met my wife in Giza in 2006 when we were actually doing the GPR scans so it took about three years to analyze everything, and I published it in the first book and gave it to the Egyptians. And some, many of, some of those scans have been actually shown on the international TV, and people don't really understand what it is, and the Egyptians don't want anybody to know. Tell, so tell that's, what my books, that's what my books are all about. Tell her about how, how they would let you scan, not in, especially in the causeway between the Kefri Pyramid and the temple, how they wouldn't, they wouldn't let you scan in certain areas. Yeah. The, actually, uh, we started at the uh, causeway up at the uh, near the second pyramid uh, and then scanned it all the way down to almost to the uh, backside of the, uh, the Sphinx. But when we would get into certain areas, they would stop leave uh, about 10, 10 to 20 feet and then start up again. And so uh, I was actually able to put all, all of that together over 10 years with other information that I knew and on-site visits. And so we now know why. <laughs> and uh, when, we fir- when we first started, the very first time uh, uh, in March of 2006, uh, we set up everything and they set up their computer scans. The computer uh, just shut down. Wow. Whatever it was, there was an, I was actually there. I actually saw the computer. I actually saw the, the image of what they were scanning, and then somebody or something shut it down, and they had to recalibrate all of their equipment and come back the next day and start all over again. Wow. So there's a, yeah. And uh, your name is, is Solaris. You go by Solaris. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Uh, the Solarian, um, ancient Solarian temple is wow. in that area. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> and, yeah, it's about 30, 30 meters underground. We actually have the, the, the total scan. Of oh, it. my yeah. goodness. It's 30 meters uh, underground? Yeah. Most of oh. the stuff is about 30 meters down. 
And I actually met uh, around 2006 or seven, sometime that time period. He was the uh, um, drummer for the band Grateful Dead out of California. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was very high, very high spiritual. And he took me around and showed me a lot of stuff uh, and explained, explained things. And I met dozens and dozens of people that knew, had information of their own private. And so I've, kind of like summarize some of that and validated uh, using their information and my information. Oh, that's fantastic. That's what we did with, yeah. The the latest one right now is the GPR scan on the southwest corner of the Great Pyramid where the Japanese have been working for 10 years now at the solar boat. And Mm -hmm. so uh, that's a very, very interesting. I'm waiting for the information to go public on it from the Egyptians, but they haven't said anything yet. They did find another room, and one of my star points that I'm working on right now uh, identifies one of the rooms on the northeast corner of the Great Pyramid, but Egyptians still haven't released anything yet. It takes about two to three years to get it to go public. Is that uh, right? And do they you know censor? You, uh, censor? Uh, they censor so much that, you you know, when you see the real information, you see what they publish, mm-hmm. um, you know, they censor a lot. Yeah, so basically and, we're not getting hardly any and, data, probably. Go ahead. Right. They Yeah, they won't publish my information from my books, but, uh, ah. you know, I have. Wow. Well, when yeah. is your new book coming out? I can't wait. Well, uh, it's in reprint, reprint. I, I self-publish. I don't, you know, really publish it through, the, uh, all, you know, through the mm-hmm. publication system. And we're trying to get it on the website. I'm going to Washington next weekend, and uh, I have a partner out there that does a lot of my work for me for – uh, movies and we're going to do a uh, another uh, retake, another uh, f- filming of some of the information that I have for the book. So until it's really cleaned up, it'll probably be later this fall when I beautiful. actually go back to Giza. Oh, that's going to be beautiful! Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah but it right now like... everything's coming out on the Facebook. I'm actually publishing on page by page on my Facebook. I know. I've been following you like yeah. a troll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it's great. You know, you're actually seeing you're actually seeing the book. Wow, that's okay. wonderful. Yeah, I and hopefully everybody. we're gonna. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, we'll we're gonna get some like five, you know, three to five minute movie clips, maybe three or four of them, mm-hmm. that'll kind of summarize sections of the book. But some people in Egypt on my last trip are doing some stuff for me, and we are trying to get National Geographic's involved again and stuff like that. So until that happens, I really can't release anything. Yeah. Can I ask mm-hmm. you a question about the, the measuring of frequencies? Have you ever measured any of the frequencies emitting from the Great Pyramid or any of the other locations uh, perhaps you have? Um, I haven't personally, but I have friends that have the equipment that have done it, yes. Mm-hmm. And one of them was out of California, and we found an energy field um, emitted directly from me, from the Great Pyramid, and it has a 7.44-mile radius. Wow. The energy can be actually picked up, and we picked, they picked it up in 12 different locations in a great circle around the Great Pyramid, which goes all the way down to uh, in, in the Memphis area. Oh, my goodness. So um, each one of the pyramids, they're actually relay stations. They're actually, you know, um, energy. And so the energy from the Great Pyramid, you know, is uh, uh, connects to another pyramid all the way down the, uh, the Nile. And pyramids all around the world are connected like that. So, mm-hmm. yes, they are very, very powerful. I know the one in Bosnia 
is probably one of the most ancient of everything. And uh, I did a conference here in Chicago last year, a pyramid conference, and I got to meet the, I can't remember his name, but the Dr. discoverer Sa- of the... Dr. Sam. Bosn- yeah, Sam. Yeah. And um, I got to talk with him, and I never met him before. We sat down for dinner for the first time uh, next to me, and so he asked me his com- my comments, and I'm going like, you know, like, how old is it? And, uh, you know, he was he was saying, uh, he got up and told everybody he was 32,000 years old. And I said, uh, it was 36. And wow. I never read any of it. Yeah. Nice. So this is where we're going back to. Yeah. I actually take Giza back to 52,000. So. Do you really? Yeah. Where Do you get that yeah. from what? Your, your Akashic records? Or how are you getting that data? Uh, everywhere. Okay. <laughs> everywhere, very, very interesting. Everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when you say they're relay stations, these pyramids, does that mean that they're interconnected? The pyramids are interconnected in Egypt, but are they interconnected globally, all the pyramids? Yes, and most of the pyramids we don't even know about. Mm, Fascinating. Yes, yes, they are connected. Yes, and they are also stellar. They're also cosmic uh, connections and on other dimensions. That makes sense. How powerful is that? Hidden in plain sight, but not really hidden. Yeah, that's the cool. That's the cool thing about them. You, you know, we we go to school and we learn about you know the Great Pyramid and we learn about King Tut's tomb and then they go on to something else and they don't really go into the energetics. They don't go into the um, purpose of them. They 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 just kind of breeze over them and it's. I find it fascinating Bill's work because he's putting extra dimensions literally into mm-hmm. the purpose, the meaning, and the use of these pyramids. And, you know, there's, they're all, they truly, they're all over the world. They're under, they're under, underwater and they're underground. And, you know, we, we kind of look at them. I look at them so differently now because of course, you know, I played with the chambers with Patrick for a number of years. And again, uh, we haven't really discerned their true meaning but scientists have moved moved on and put them in a cubby hole, and you know, eh, they're tombs, and you know, we'll go on to something else. But, but that's so wrong. I agree. Well, with it's, well, it's for the it's to wake up the people like us to a recognition in their in the memory of what what they were before, and now to start and act and activate them now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of people to get involved. You know, and if we can do this. You know, internationally, like we're doing with Barbara and more and more people coming on, and you get the awareness out there. That mm-hmm. awareness actually makes the shift and makes more information known. And thousands of people know stuff. And once we can communicate, you know, communicate it verbally, um, I think that's what will wake up to the next mm-hmm. dimension. I agree. Yeah, that, and, and that's why I build them. I actually build the structures, and you know, I understand how they actually work. So. I know. I saw your website. It's incredible. We have to talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. Really awesome. I think one of, the, one of the greatest things about this whole thing is that, first of all, when you put something out like this, you know, just the people that are meant to be there will be there or will become involved. And it's sort of like, you know, the, the old field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And what I'm finding is, first of all, combining all the energy you know, does something to all of us energetically. And then linking to vortexes and, and the, the, the energy that comes from these uh, structures that we go into, there is a wake-up call. And 
it does it it while we're getting information on on, on his star points absolutely because of the combined energy everybody is awakened to a different cellular level than before they did the meditations with us and and they're very simple meditations you know they're led meditations you don't have to do anything except listen mm-hmm. and and what happens is consciously speaking i i've spoken to a number of people that, that i know well and i have found that since they've been doing these meditations and we've only done three so far their awareness and their perception and how they look at the world has changed dramatically nice yeah, I'm sitting here right now while y'all are talking, and right in front of me, I see a, a, a huge number of something on another dimension right here. Right here. So, nice. how about you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I hope you don't see any weird horns and tails out of me. I'm no. pretty sweet. No, 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 no. no. Let yeah. me know, will you? But it's a way. Yeah. It, it, it wait. It's those who are ready to have their consciousness expanded. The consciousness yeah. absolutely gets expanded. I agree. Yeah. It's a DNA activator. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I actually opened the portals with the devices that I built in, in, in 1999. I actually had three small little uh, Orion guys come through, walk right straight through, right in front of me. And, wow. You know, I, you know, and I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff, and you know, you know, I, I was in denial for a long time. <laughs> Wow, was so, that at yeah, your own yeah. place? I mean, where did where were these devices? Yeah. Well, okay. when I lived in Virginia, when I lived in Virginia, I started build. I built actually, I built a exact duplicate copy size and all of the uh, capstone of the Great Pyramid in my backyard. Wow! When I did that, there were, I, we did not. We lived in the uh, uh, Blue Ridge Parkway area of Virginia, and um, my backyard was actually a portal, and I didn't know that I was opening a doorway into it. And so it was, it was really cool. But at that time I got in 1999, I got instructions. I was married for 25 years, three kids, everything doing the American dream in 1999 and 2000. um, One night I just, I had an experience, woke up the next morning, woke up next to my ex-wife now. And she looked at me and she said, you know, she says, who the hell are you? You're not my husband. And I was divorced within the year. (laughs) Oh so, my goodness! Was that a walk-in? You know, what so, happened? Yeah, it was a walk-in. Interesting. Yeah. September, September 23rd, 1997, and um, we actually—it took me 10 years to figure it out. And Dr. J.J. Hartek and them were doing the exploration in the third level of the Osiris uh, tomb, the mm-hmm. very first meditation, and we did, and they found this capstone uh, underground, you know, at the bottom of the ladder. And um, uh, they, when they opened that, moved it, um, they they released a lot of people. Um, I believe it. Past life stuff, and I was I one that. of them. Wow, yeah, is that the keys of Enoch? Me. Is that is that her tactic? Yeah, keys of Enoch. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, I worked book. with him. Yeah, I worked with him uh, a lot. I know him very well. Excellent. So, yeah. Did yeah. you read that and book, Keys of he, Enoch? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yes. In fact. Um, it was around 1998 or 1999. Uh, one of the Hopi elders sent uh, by a courier from the Hopi from their tribe sent it, uh, the courier directly to me, and uh, nobody knew anybody. And he just like he met me in that in where I was living, and he says, uh, "I have a book for you." 
And so I opened the book uh, to one page and uh, I just read the one paragraph, closed it and said, okay, uh, that was my contract. And so well, the Hopi elder knew that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I knew the book very well. Yeah, they say the and, people uh, that get that book are supposed to have it. That's why I asked. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got it, too. And I love that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's a super, super guy. Very interesting. And, wow. and his wife, Desiree, also. Mm. So, so yeah. interesting. I mean, that's that's the path, you know, that awakening is really what we're here right. for. It's that multidimensional right. state of consciousness. Yeah, as long as you don't get in your own way. Right, exactly. I think sometimes people overthink things, don't they? Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I've actually, uh, I'm building a lot of stuff in my in my shop right now in the garage, and, and I'm actually building it and without even thinking, without any plans. I just, like, do it. Mm-hmm. You, you get to this point where you don't even think anymore. You just create nice total creation without thought you just do it it's, mm-hmm. it's been pretty awesome it's been an awesome experience oh that's wonderful yeah i take it you probably had a lot of supernatural experiences at the Giza plateau yes mm-hmm. <laughs> are you going to put those in your uh, book um no i really uh i don't like to write stuff uh mm-hmm. um I, I i do it mostly in my i do i do presentations every month and all over the world in Europe and America and stuff and in and, and Egypt. So, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, I met ETs in, in Egypt. I met an ET, my very first ET in Egypt was in the red pyramid up in the third chamber, upper chamber. And he, he's like walked through the wall. So, Very interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're there. They're all in front of you. They're right in front of your nose. And basically if you raise your vibration, out of 3D. Okay. That's it. Basically, get out of 3D beyond fourth as fast as you can. And uh, fifth and above, you, you meet these people that are right in front of your nose on the same dimension. I mean, you know, on the same, mm-hmm. right next to you. You got, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, they're there. Perfect they're sense. there. Modulating frequencies. Yeah. yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Have you ever looked into the Billy Meyer material with the contact reports and the Giza, that he talks about the Giza intelligence over there? Um, I've read it, but... Um, I didn't, uh, um, uh, I allow for everybody's ideas, mm-hmm. and but it, some of it didn't resonate with me okay. because it wasn't me. It wasn't about what my, my task was. So, um, but yes, I do know them. I know, uh, I am aware of some of the things that they were saying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, I was just curious. Uh, yeah, uh, I accept everybody's, but uh, some of it didn't resonate with me, so I didn't follow mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you investigate a site, what's the first thing you look for? Um, it, it, uh, wavy lines. <laughs> really? Energy. Okay. Energy. Yeah, I have the ability to, to kind of like see the vib- vibrational, I call them tornadoes or whirlpool, whirlpools or something like that. When you actually walk into these areas, especially where we're taking the people on the Giza Plateau, where I've actually been there. And uh, in 2006, I actually taught uh, meditation to 25 Egyptians. And every Friday, I would take them to a different uh, site location. And uh, we could, uh, you could actually walk underneath this little, uh, uh, in between tombs, and we would like walk right between them. And as soon as you get on the other side of it, you could actually feel a coolness. So mm. if you feel it, a little bit of a cooler or change in temperature, that that's a power spot. 
Mm-hmm. And sense. I actually, I met a guy, I met a guy from France and we went over, uh, he had a, a special instrument that he had invented and we went from location to location and we went, I, I'm just going to call him Rads, R-A-D-S. I, I don't know what his, his uh, energy uh, output uh, name was, but I'm called Rads. But we would like to be at one spot, it would be like 100,000 Rads, which is just a, you know, a reference point. Mm-hmm. And and I I would know that the energy is pretty cool, you know, pretty neat here, but there's more powerful over here. And if you go like between the paws of the sinks, it's going to be a whole lot different. And we actually saw it go from a hundred thousand up over one million wow. readouts, you know. And and so, uh, yes, yeah, so you can you can basically feel a temperature differential. Mm-hmm. That okay? makes a lot of sense. Which is it's really a dimensional doorway. And when we started building our structures, I did that. We start we built some in uh, Germany, a friend of mine in Germany, and we built the very first one. Uh, it's just open wooden frame, just like you've seen on the website, and you can literally put your hand through into the doorway before you walk in. Something like out of Stargate, mm-hmm. and you can literally put your hand through there without, and you could feel a difference in the temperature. And it's all wow. open wooden frame. How nice. So uh, we work with a sh- with a special shaman who works with the crystals and stuff. And so when you go into these places, you you are in another dimension. Literally. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's yeah, where, that's where we need to be. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, what I do is uh, I don't tell anybody anything. I, I don't want to brainwash somebody into my ideas or something. And they ask me, how does it work? I'm going like, I don't know. You tell me, you know. <laughs> And uh, and everybody does that. They go in and they all tell me the same thing, you know, how you know, what they feel and their experiences. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can I ask you if you mm-hmm. ever got the impression that there was an inverted pyramid beneath the Great Pyramid? Energetically, yes, but not not physically. Not physically, like a vortex. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. the, the top of the the top of the pyramid uh, creates a clockwise and counterclockwise spin. So. Uh, you know, it does. It is defined with what we would call a, a mirror image. Right. But there is stuff. There is a lot of stuff underneath the pyramid. That's interesting. You say the clockwise and counterclockwise because that's like anti gravity. Yeah. Interesting. When you go down, it's anti gravity. Yes. Correct. Yep. There you go. That's cool. I, I just. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so blessed to be talking to you tonight. I'm, and I have to thank Barbara. She's the one who actually turned me on to who you were. So thank you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Totally my pleasure. I'm telling you. Yeah. And there's a question Draw in the chat call. for you. <laughs> yeah. There's a question in the chat here from B. Radley. It's, uh, can Bill lay out a one-on-one understanding of the basics of trigonometry and how it correlates with the Giza pyramids? And the ancient Egyptians had a concept of that, it seems. Well, the trigonometry that I use is um, sacred geometry, and I use the golden mean spiral and everything relating to the golden means. So... Um, that's what I call the, I don't call it trigonometry. I call it geometry. Mm-hmm. Uh, tri- you know, and so um, uh, I've, I've done lots of sacred geometric configurations on the ground. You can use uh, what we call a Merkaba symbol, which uh-huh. is a double yep. you know, pyramid. And literally I can show you, and I, I have on some of my research, that each one of the points apex points of, of, of the corners of the six points of the double pyramid actually define specific uh, locations at the Giza Plateau. Uh, Very nice. The geometry. 
Yes. And uh, and and it, it's a fractal. If you take a fractal of it and reduce it down, reduce it down, reduce it down, it does the same thing. Very interesting. So how do you define a fractal inside? What do you think a fractal is? A uh, fractal is a mirror image of itself. Okay. Yeah. I wrote about the uh, fractals redu- in my reducing, book. Yeah. But go Pardon? ahead. No, I have a book yeah. that I wrote fractals in, but never mind. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's my understanding of it. Fractal is a picture of the whole. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, wow. this is so, that's a, go wait, ahead. that's a Mandela. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Geometry, geometry. Yeah. When I was in high school, uh, uh, I taught uh, geometry to my uh, to my geometry teacher. <laughs> she nice. couldn't. She couldn't. You know, I, she couldn't teach me anything I didn't know. You know, and so uh, when I was, uh, I did the Flower of Life. Uh, thing by uh, Donvalo Melchizedek and I was so so bored because I knew everything that he said I'm like tell me something I don't know tell me something I don't know of course I knew I knew uh, Donvalo personally too and worked with him and when he was in the Washington DC area on stuff so um, uh, that he, he did a lot of that and he was the first one to define the really the golden mean spiral at Giza and that works but I've come up with um, some geometries which is actually a trip, what I call a triple golden mean spiral. And, it, you know, it's uh, freaks some people out because I call it the 666, Revelation 666. Mm-hmm. And um, that the three points of the belt of Orion uh, actually creates this, this geometry and, and everything on the Giza Plateau was, was defined by that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Very interesting. But it, it's a, it's a three-dimensional uh, it's not uh, three dots in a row. Uh, it's it actually forms a V, which was what my finger was all about. <laughs> well, that's you interesting. Know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, oh. It's in it's uh it's in the in the book. I'm trying to put it out right now. If you look at the the middle star of uh, the belt star is way beyond w- much further back than the other two. It actually forms a V. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when you see the paintings of uh, my of um. Michelangelo, like in the the Last Supper, where they see the the V uh, between uh, the Christ figure and, and Mary, uh, there's a little V in there, and it shows up everywhere. So um, I call it the my Orion symbol. Very very interesting. Yes, Orion's everywhere when it comes down to the pyramids. Yeah, oh. yeah. So. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually showed that uh, the triangulation of the front door of the White House to the uh, uh, Washington Monument, to the um, Jefferson Memorial is identical, mm. an identical layout. And so is the Capitol and the uh, uh, J- uh, Lincoln Memorial. My goodness, so the, that's powerful. Yeah, the, yeah well, the French architect that laid out all of Washington, D.C., you know, did all those configurations. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the, you know, the Masons and their right. experts. They knew what they okay. were doing. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Any- any comments, Barbara? No, I just, I love listening to him. Me talk. too. Uh, I know. It, I found it interesting that the flower of life that um, you spoke of is, it was one of my paintings that I painted mm-hmm. um, yeah. a gazillion years yeah. ago. But yeah. but that pattern is a very powerful pattern. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually somebody actually carved it into the wall at the Sphinx. I've actually seen it there. 
So Very you have to you have to know where to go. But uh, if somebody actually, uh, I don't know where they carved it or it was just there, but uh, we, we show it to some people when, when we go there. It's on the paw, the left paw of the Sphinx. Interesting. So when the when the Sphinx mm. itself, have you? They talk about the the was it Rosetta Stone beneath the yeah. Sphinx. So what is your impression mm-hmm. of that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is it black um, uh, and shiny? Actually, what happened was in the le- uh, the last meditation we did was called uh, Campbell's Tomb. Mm-hmm. And um, Campbell's Tomb was all about the masons and all the secret rooms that were underneath uh, from the gaining access entrance from the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. And in, eight- in 1837, the French actually went in and they, they poured uh, thousands of uh, tons of concrete into the belly of the Sphinx to fill up one of the rooms oh, wow. to, to prevent access. Uh, but there's um, there's a dozen ways of getting in. So mm-hmm. that's well, what my underground, my, my book's all about. And the star right. patterns actually fit fit the pattern. Uh, the Greeks' uh, toth was supposed to have been uh, uh, around during the toth, around the Greek time period. And uh, those uh, star charts and how everything is configured in the sky is um, uh, actually shows you the underground pathways that I've been able that I've confirmed and I've crawled inside, so I know they exist. Mm-hmm. And so there is a ton- there is a actually there is a tunnel from from um, the Sphinx Temple into the Sphinx uh, physical one. Very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so the ancient technologies, and besides what we see as a structure, have those been confiscated by the Egyptian government? Anything that was there prior to any any regular excavators? Yes. Well, the, the tomb robbers, the Egyptians took anything the tomb robbers didn't get. Okay. Wow. Yes. So and, it's been gutted, uh, I'm don't sure. Expi- well, I mean, you can go into the museums. It's kind of like the, you know, the underneath the Pentagon, you know, type thing. Um, there's lots of things that people don't understand what they are. You know, I mean, there. I mean, you, you can see some of the, the devices that are stone and whatever, and, and they're harmonics. It's all about harmonics and frequency. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those of us who work with that, we recognize it, but the rest of the world, they don't know what's going on. It's in front of their nose. Right. It's a geometric light language to some degree, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But but yes. Bill, aren't there aren't there some rooms and chambers that have not yet been uncovered in a lot of these tombs? Oh yeah. You know, when I in 2006, 2003, my very first trip to Giza, to Egypt, uh, I traveled up and down the Nile um, on the cruise ship, and I actually went to Valley of the Kings and into the tomb of King Tut. And in the tomb of King Tut, I was all by myself. They locked the doors, gave me an hour there of free meditation, and I actually got to go and meet with Tut on another dimension. And uh, we actually went into to seven rooms uh, in, in his tomb. Mm. And the Egyptians, the Japanese have just now gone public that they found three more new new rooms. I'm going like, well, there's seven of them, guys. Wow. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, nice. and, and you can actually go to the Internet and see where they found these extra rooms. And I think they're only showing six right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forgot. They didn't count them. But there are seven. Very interesting. And, and there's seven everywhere. And you go into the... Uh, tomb of Osiris uh, on the middle uh, the, the middle uh, chamber there's seven sarcophagus in there 
two of them only in there, and they, they took the other five somewhere. Right. Well, seven, seven, oh, seven, seven, yeah. seven, seven, seven. That's the number of yeah. the initiate, seven though, so that makes number. sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they were chambers of initiation. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. That's what makes sense. Somebody, somebody said on the very first channeling, when I was crawling down inside the tomb of Osiris, it took me um, uh, five years to be able to get into it, and uh, 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 an hour to get down to the bottom. And I, 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 once I got to the bottom, I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. Really? So it was the past life. It, it was the past life uh, memory. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I've always called it the transfiguration of the atom, the pyramids, that it basically is about immortality, but, but literally becoming yeah. into light body Merkaba. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Very powerful. Exactly. Yeah. Very. It's fascinating. I love it. Wow. So I bet you're excited to go back. Yeah, I kind of miss it. With the revolution, the revolution kind of like stopped everything. I was going like two and three times a year, mm-hmm. but with the revolution, it took me years to get back. Where'd you go? Okay. Oh, you were just breaking Am up I? a little bit there. Okay. Might be your energy field. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're cranking light or something. But um, so let me <laughs> ask you something. When you when you arrive in Egypt, how does the government treat you? Are they okay with you doing the type of the type of work that you're doing? Obviously, they must be by now. They leave me alone. <laughs> Excellent. Everybody leaves me alone. In fact, uh, I have a reputation. I, I earned a reputation walking around Giza. Everybody that saw me coming, they all ran. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't, you know, I wouldn't take anything off of them, and you know, and basically, what they were saying was not true, and and so I didn't have any problem speaking my my mind about it. Oh, that's so, wonderful. And and I know many, many, many people and I'm totally guarded and safe when I go there. So mm-hmm. uh the you know, the, the, the police follow me. I mean I was arrested like five times, but you Why? know because well, I was in places I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> oh, is that right? So they well, you mean you were just kinda nosing around? Well, I was doing my research and you okay. know, you know, and I was there with a the camera and I'm going like I'm taking pictures and and they're going like, you're not allowed to be here. I said, I got a ticket. And, you know, it's open space. And I said, yeah, but you can't go here and you can't take mm. pictures. You know, and it was wow. outside. It was outside. Oh. But I have, I have been down underground too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you the have a special guide very, for that? Very... Or... Well, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have um, yeah, special people that take me places. Yes. And you said the mm-hmm. energy was, um, was it very intense? Uh, so intense. Uh, I've, I've been in places that, uh, they had to carry me out of there. I almost had a heart attack. Really? So, yeah, wow. that intense. Yeah, that intense. Of course, it was underground. So, mm-hmm. talk about Just, it. So, when you were underground, let me ask you something. Is is there, obviously, what's the air quality like? Um, very, very thin. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And dusty. It and is. dusty, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and um, hot. Is it? So it's supposed, to be, it's supposed about, to be cool. Yeah, I was, I was curious about the ventilation because I, I thought they had had some yeah, there kind of is none. ventilation. Yeah, really? There is none. Yeah. I mean, where I go, they, they don't have no fans. Well, it kind of makes you wonder at that timeline what they were using for suits to be able to deal with that type of a temperature than if they were constantly in those tunnels. Mm. Uh, I, think they were, I think they operated on a little bit different frequency than we are. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And so, what about the water oh, that runs underneath it? Uh-huh. It's everywhere. You know, they spend millions of dollars to put in these water water pumping systems. And um, 
Yeah, the, they haven't lowered the water at all. Mm. Basically, what they're doing is uh, I've already I did a research. Hydro, uh, hydraulics was one of my specialties as an engineer, and uh, I kind of like um, figured out where all the pipes, the pumps were, and everything. And they were actually over top of all the underground temples and tombs that are underground, filled with water, and they're actually pulling the water out of those tombs and temples. My goodness, very yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it was uh, easy to transport things through the water. Just tunnels underneath. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not when they're completely, you know, flooded, one hundred percent full. They had to drain it down so there's like at least like you know, fifty percent full. And and yeah, they, they do. They mm-hmm. do. Um, uh, in the tomb of Osiris, the water level in the tomb of Osiris on the third level is the same height as the water underneath the Sphinx. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I think there's some correlation. Um, well, the ground, that's, that's the groundwater level at, at, uh, based on the level of the Nile river. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, 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 whatever the elevation of the Nile river is, that's the same as what's underground in Giza. And so they they call it drawdown. They try and pull it down in specific areas so they can work in that. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. I tell you what, yeah, I'm really interested in this this whole Giza Plateau and everything else. And Barbara, if you have anything to add, just chime in. Oh, no, I mean, Bill has so much wonderful information to share. It's it's a pleasure to listen to him. And, you know, every now and then he sneaks something in that, that you know, came up in a meditation that he didn't tell me ahead of time. So um, he's really, he's pretty crafty, um, you know. <laughs> but but I, I think it's really fascinating because it comes out anyhow in the meditation and there have been a couple of ones, this last one especially, where I, you know, I kind of had an idea as to where we were going and how we were getting there. And it, it totally, um, while I had control of it, I lost control of direction, which mm. is unusual for me because this mm. is something I've done for a long time. <laughs> well, do you mean like, um, do you think that might have been because you're in another multidimensional space? Yeah, I, I I had not anticipated that. I mean, I'm I'm getting used to it now, so it's not such a big thing for me. But but the fact that this is a different kind of energy than I've dealt with before has has been fascinating. And every now and then, you know, you know, when you do a channeled meditation, you just let it go. So every now and then, you know, my eyebrows would go up with what What did I just say? Oh, how funny! <laughs> and and really? so. It's it's been fun for me as well. I mean, I have to go back and listen to them and do them because when you're leading a meditation, you're making sure that you have everybody's energy together so that everybody's safe. Right. And and so I have to go back and do the meditation in archives so that I can experience what everybody experienced. You know what's interesting? The first time around, I didn't even listen to the meditation. I just ran with energy because I could plug in. So it's really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I'm look. I like the meditation. So we're going to have a break, everybody. You're listening to Raven Star's Witching Hour. I am your host, Solaris Blue Ribbon. We have wonderful guests tonight, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bill Brown and Barbara DeLong. Stay tuned.
Christian Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. God is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not. The heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting the danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio. Data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records, addresses, phone numbers? We'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. Opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host...
Welcome back, everybody, to Raven Stars Witching Hour. I am your host, Solaris Blue Ribbon. My wonderful guest tonight is Bill Brown, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Barbara DeLong, who has her own show, Nightlight. And Barbara, give, give everybody a rundown as far as when your show is live. <laughs> I'm alive <laughs> on Monday nights at 10 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern. And uh, basically, we're usually an interview show, and... Uh, but this Monday night, we have um, Michelle Avanti on, who's an amazing astrologer. So she'll be doing readings for people that call in. Nice. Sounds good. And Bill, if people want to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, just go to my website, P-U-R-A-M-I-S dot org. Excellent. And, uh, and uh, go there and then uh, go on Facebook. I'm publishing a lot. Every day I, I publish something on the um, thing. So that's the main thing. Facebook is, you know, William Brown. Excellent. And so that's the, the number thing for people to contact. Okay. Sounds good. And, you know, I hear through the grapevine on and off that, that when you go into the pyramids or you um, try to meditate that it's not allowed anymore. Is that the case? Uh, the Egyptians have gotten harder and harder, uh, more difficult to work with. Uh, they have a lot of security people at kick people out uh, they have uh, you have to basically uh, go in at noontime for one hour with a tour special tour guide and uh, like visiting the area and you can you can meditate in there but it yeah it's it's getting a lot tougher the um the the police aren't allowing for like they used to usually i used to be able to walk around everywhere take people everywhere but they're really really hard and they've closed so many of the sites right now it's kind of like you can't even get up to the soul across anymore um, why did why did they close uh, the sites well uh john below melchizedek made it famous uh, way back uh in the 1980s uh as um you know a site for um meditation mm-hmm. and i took a lot of people up there many 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 times i've taken dozens of people up there but they just don't like that. And basically what's happening is a lot of the sites are being um, secured and locked down so that people can't go to them to feel the energy. That's a shame. When I was there, the the uh, temple on the top was uh, de- had been demolished. You could only see the, the stone. Mm-hmm. But nearby, they, they had discovered some other tombs with were mud mud brick tomb which means that they were you know much younger than the other surrounding area mm-hmm. but when i went up uh, they i had found that they had found uh, uh, red granite uh, blocks under underneath the mud stone mm-hmm. and that's when they shut everything down so the places are much much older than they want you to believe well wow. Very interesting. It reminds me of Mars when you mentioned the red granite for some reason. Uh, let me ask you something about the solar cross. What is that? What exactly does that signify? Uh, it was actually built during the Roman, uh, Greek Roman period. Um, the site location of um, the energy dynamics of the Giza Plateau, it was just you know one place where a temple was placed, just like all over the world where we build churches on top of uh, you know energy locations. Uh, it was basically the same thing. They built a, team, a, a tomb or a temple or a pyramid on top of these vortexes. Yeah. So basically, they're trying to shut them down. Yeah, they're hijacking them. 
Yes. Seems like it. Yeah. Those, excuse me, are affiliated but with, with, oh, Bar- but with Barbara's method, and one that's so interesting is we can actually still go there and feel the energy of the place without having to leave home. So you right. know, that's the whole idea. And this is what we want to encourage people to do is, you know, it's, it's a mind travel thing, too. You know, you right. can physically you can't physically go there maybe because of the pocketbook. But if your heart is in the right place and your energy is in the right place and you have the right guide like Barbara or somebody like her, you can you can you can still feel it. Mm-hmm. So right. That's what's important. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree. There's no, there's no time. There's no distance. It's just about consciousness and emotion, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all an illusion anyway. So mm-hmm. right, but the signatures <laughs> you know, are there. You know, the vibrational frequencies yeah, yeah. and signatures. Are, and what's interesting is they sure. do this at Stonehenge too. They won't let people touch the stones to some degree. And right. I think that I discussed this before on my shows that it is about DNA activation and, and an osmosis effect because you're getting an exchange of energy, which is affecting your DNA and consciousness by by touching and feeling in person. So it's very, very interesting yes. that they're trying to control that. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, amazing. Uh, anything to, to keep the 3d activation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, touch, feel, smell, you know, that kind of a stuff, that kind of things, but we, people need to continue to do, and people are losing that in this generation. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to, that's what we're here for is to keep that all alive. I mean, it, you know, it's just a handful of people, but that's that's our job, to keep the memory there and pass it on. Mm-hmm. Seems like the ancient ones are doing that, the ones in, that were entered on the timeline, though, the elders, in yeah. my opinion, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah but it's yeah. got to be done, in, it has to be held in 3D, and that's mm-hmm. the difference. Makes you know, sense. That's, that's the key. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how the pyramids are here, and as you were touching on, they're, they're multifaceted. So not only are they here, but they obviously are transcended in multidimensional space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Seems that way. And the whole the whole thing about the initiations was to see if you could go there, to mm-hmm. see that there's more than 3D. Right. And that's what the schools were all about, the mystery schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you need to keep that alive. Yeah, I think it's and in our any, DNA. Any site, you know, any site on the world, you know, your backyard <laughs> sometimes. I mean, you just go uh-huh. out and, you know, you don't have to go... You know, my guides, guidance always told me that you don't have to go to the sacred sites to make your site sacred. Right. Okay. Yeah. And when you do that, you can be go go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also your body, your temple, your body sacred yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. People are forgetting that. They are. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the, the dirty electricity and the misuse of a lot of technologies. So, yeah. you know, I can go on and yeah. on about that. Uh, Barbara knows that's that, why but... I build, actually, yeah, I'm actually building my structures, these, these structures that I actually built. When you actually go inside them, you're in another dimension. Yeah, and, I'd love to uh, walk into these structures. Yeah. I've got to check them yeah, out. So we're, we're so, hoping to work, work on, work out some details on that now. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah, I'm going to be yeah. tracking you because, yeah, that's something I'm very, very interested in. When I saw what you were creating there. No doubt about yeah, that. I have them all over the world now. I mean, I have them all over Europe and the United States and stuff. So, um it just costs too much to mass produce them right now, but we're getting mm-hmm. them out a little bit at a time. Nice. So what kind of people are, 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 they, are they purchasing these or how is that working? Yeah, I've, I've sold about 20, uh, 20 of them right now uh, physically and we just ship them. Uh, nice. We have them where you can, uh, you know, you can put them together yourself. Every single thing is the same. You know, every piece is the same. So mm-hmm. you, you can't mess it up. Just pick up one and lock it in and pick up another one and lock it in. So, Oh, That's great. what the website is actually showing. And so uh, I built a really 
good one in my back in my garage right now, which is about nine feet tall. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very, very, very powerful. And the people, when they go inside, we have a, a massage table. My wife is a massage therapist. And so um, uh, she works on them um, with Reiki and other methods. And what people don't understand in the healing process is that you have to integrate this energy so that when the people were leaving after the one-hour session, they weren't really absorbing this energy. So we put them in this structure in my garage for half hour to another hour to integrate all of that. Mm-hmm. And also I put the people in basically de-stressing them, de-stressing a lot of people. Five minutes inside this place and you're sound asleep. Nice. And when we when we wake you up and you come out, you're so energized for two or three days. So they're very, very awesome yeah, it sounds wonderful. I've I've seen your pictures; they look incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very really very at... balanced. Very yep. balanced. Sounds like it. Have you worked with sound inside of those structures at all? Uh, yes, uh, we have. Uh, I have the uh, Blu-ray sound system uh, mm-hmm. with six speakers. <laughs> and, nice. And so we, yeah, I have. Uh, I know some of the people that from have done special uh, sound uh, vibration music, and so we play this inside. Uh, mm-hmm. We play the music. I use uh, seven chakra color special lights. Uh, we use incense, and so you're like laying on this table, and um, uh, massage table type thing, and absorbing all of this, this uh, sight, smell, everything. When mm-hmm. you walk out of there, you're like a totally different person. Yeah. So yeah, they're good. very cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a regeneration chamber. I think that's similar to yeah. what they used to do in the old days, except they. More yes. crystalline, yeah, very, very nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it's actually the frequency created by the angles of mm-hmm. the of the structure itself, which was the key. You know, that's why the Great Pyramid was so successful because of the frequency that it creates. Mm-hmm. And simply by changing the the uh, the slope angle uh, of the of what the pyramid actually looks like, and so from ancient times, that's all it was was there was an experimentation. And they were changed. All the pyramids were a different size. They were working with different frequencies, mm-hmm. and uh, and learning about what these frequencies do for us. Right. Besides mummification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it seems to me like they do speak a language to each other, as we were touching on earlier with that interconnectedness, but also transmission and frequency. And the one thing I have mm-hmm. noticed too is is that there is an overlay of an interference being run against natural, like Schumann resonance or things that are mm-hmm. um, connected to what you were talking about with power spots and ley lines. Right. Yeah. Are there right. a lot of ley lines associated with the with the pyramids over there? All over around the world. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The ley lines go everywhere. They're all totally connected. Unfortunately, the man is destroying them with the electrical systems, wiring systems, scalar, all of that stuff right now. The radio wave tower systems are terrible. I know. So you know, but we have the technology to be able to reduce that if the people get involved. You know, and, and do research, and you, know, you can put these devices in your house, and they they won't destroy you. The mm-hmm. biggest problem that I have right now is uh, my internet uh, system right here is blinking in front of me, and people don't understand how much damage that that's actually doing to people. Mm-hmm. Exactly, including this cell phone in my ear. <laughs> exactly. What about the you said the devices you can have to to negate the electronics or the transmissions? Yeah. What kind of yeah. things do you use yeah. to negate that? Well, I don't. All right, I, I I do it through intention. Okay. All right. We're the most we ha- we are the most powerful instrument on the planet. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can block it just by simply going there through intention and meditation. And I use the, the simple 24-7 meditation. You just walk around in this in this uh, level of consciousness and this stuff just, is, just does not bother you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have special electronic equipment developed by the Russian scientists um, and uh, called BioWell system. And we test your fingers, which tests the the uh, energy uh, at the tips of your fingers, and it reads all the meridian points in your body. And we can oh, nice. see what 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 level of energy is is distorted. And so, if we go to the spleen or the adrenal gland or anything, and it tells us um, by graphic readout, you know what the energy level is on that, and if it's above or below this one range, we say. Uh, you might want to go see the doctor or go do a kidney, you know, cleanse or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't get involved in that. All I just say is uh, energy is balanced or not. If it's balanced, right. everything's okay. And stress. And we do the mm-hmm. stress levels on people. And I have a device um, that uh, you, it touches. It's earphones with a little mechanism that touches your forehead, third eye area. We play it for seven minutes. And what it does is all of these tones that are that you hear into your ear, um, this little device records what your frequency tone is, and that's the only tone you hear. There's 20 or 30 different tones, but you only hear wow. the one that matches your own. And, and we distress you, and I do the test afterwards, and we can see where we bring you way down. My goodness. So I have to come the, see that's you. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main thing to <laughs> the, for the people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we'll get into it some other time. But yeah, I've got some stuff. Yeah. I've, I have some anomaly signals built into me from an induction mm-hmm. I went through in 2004. So it's a long story. But yeah, I actually cool. have some weird, weird things in my in my design. So um, I was yeah. going to ask you both, you know, I know that you're working on this meditation with, with the Giza plateau in Egypt. I, I think it's fantastic. What about Antarctica? Did you did you think about maybe doing something like that later on? Yeah, we're going to go all around the world. You are okay. That's what I was wondering because and, I think that's going to be and, fantastic. And, you know, I, I want to get I want to get off the world too. Me too. Right. Well, I actually really want to go. I, I want my ship out and I want to just take off. <laughs> but there, there you go. All I right. keep telling everybody I'm ready to go now. No, this this is my favorite mode of travel. <laughs> Consciousness in motion. Yeah, because I hate traveling. I just hate it. And and for the longest time, I did a lot of travel with a deck of cards and stuff. And I just I, I get nauseous when I look at a suitcase. So being able to do it astrally and and not have to leave home and have my, my own bed and my own closet is just so fabulous. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I'm, well, I'm, like look, the, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward like to the interaction the, with people. Yeah, oh, right. oh, definitely. No, yeah. but I'm that, that, that's why I like. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we've got this this wonderful group of people that we have with a meditation group. So, you know, I, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I just, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to Antarctic. I would love to do one into um, the Bosnian pyramid. We'll have to ask Dr. Sam if that would be something he'd be interested in being involved in just, you know, maybe a one or two shot deal because, mm, yeah. um, because, that pyramid, they're still uncovering so much. They're just working, you know, with the labyrinths. They they haven't even hit the pyramids yet. So, uh, 
So that that one and, and that one speaks too. That one they've actually recorded the frequency that's emanating from it. Yeah, I've listened to that. That's very interesting. It almost sounds to me. Have you heard it? Did you yeah. listen? Well, what's interesting? It sounds to me like like communication being jammed. Well, the cool thing is when they they recorded it, and then they played it back to the pyramid, and shortly thereafter, the pyramid's intensity increased greatly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, amplified. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well you know what they I, do. That's what, that's what pyramids ahead. do. They actually amplify. Right. Let yeah. me ask you something. Now, this is something I've been looking at intuitively. Because of all this type of technology we have that's running interference with natural ley lines and, and transmissions and frequencies, I'm under the impression that when, when pyramids are broadcasting out and they're really ramping up their energies and they're permeating into multidimensional space, that we have something in our in our ionosphere that's weaponized to bounce the signals back so that they can't break through. Do you get anything like that? Yes. Okay. I do too. That's why I was asking. I just want to confirm that. Okay. Um, yes. Because that's what yes. I get big time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we don't have to. Well, we are. The the Earth is, you know, the Earth is an energetic bubble. And a dome. Yeah, it really is. And and my feeling personally is that when the consciousness within is great enough, it will break that bubble and and will be able to really physically actually transcend and go into other dimensions physically. But right now we can do it. You know, in astral. Mm-hmm. So and through your minds, it's beyond astral because you're you're going through consciousness too. Sure. Yeah. So so I I think we're getting there. I think that uh, that especially the DNA's different levels of it and different strands of it are being are being triggered on because mm-hmm. and, and and you know i I'm not sure if this lifetime I'll ever see somebody who has it all turned on but but I think we're moving towards it, and at some point in time i I don't necessarily think i in in a way I think we're being prevented from getting too far off world, so to speak, because mm-hmm. we aren't quite ready well, I think that we've been lied to for so long with you know programming and false media and everything else that's been going on indoctrination programming that's the part of it that we've been. We've been pulled into a false orbit or a false reality. But I think people are snapping out of it, as you were touching on. I think that's the whole idea is, is to expand beyond the illusion, keep ascending out of it, and just keep navigating. But I think we have the components to ascend. I really do. But I think they've been running interference. I can say that about what they did to me in 2004. Um, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they, took, they took a directed energy weapon after me. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's interesting right. that they're able to do that. But, yeah. yeah. But you were saying we are very powerful, Bill, and I do believe that because it's only by divine grace that I'm still alive today. So after where I've been, <laughs> so, um, seriously, well, I can tell you about, I can tell you about seven of them for me. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, wow, I'd like to hear about that. That, that old ahead. adage of if it doesn't kill you, it makes it strong. It makes you stronger is very true. And pissed off. So that's that's the point. Kidding. That's the point. You know, I'm standing, I'm, I'm not at the point to say I'm an invincible. I don't want to get that too uh, naive. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> right. Empowered. Well, yeah. it is. A, it is a test in the illusion of it. It's still energy, and we can change it we, through our own consciousness and psyche. I think the biggest thing I'd like to see across the globe is is people waking up on such a high level that they let go of the density. You know, they let go of the false programming. So hopefully that'll mm-hmm. be. I think it is going away. And, and the one thing I was yeah. going to ask you too, um, because you're so in tune with the pyramids over there, surely they're not fully ramped up. Um, you know, in my opinion, if those things were fully blasted, I mean, fully going full speed, full 
gospel light, I think that this whole world would change overnight. Yes, and that's the lesson. Mm-hmm. To, to do it, we can do that. And um, <clears throat> uh, they serve their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, uh, and they taught us that we can do it ourselves. We don't mm-hmm. need a structure. We don't. You don't got to go to church to be saved. You know, type scenario. Um, it's kind of like these are the uh, initiations were to show us the power that we have and that we can simply go beyond that, but we don't believe it yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, that's why and I, I'm working with them. And right. I think one, one of the interesting things about what we've been doing with the meditations is that, that in some of these tunnels and chambers that we're going into that, that, that are beneath everything, um, there is there are hierarch- there are not hieroglyphs but there are glyphs on the walls and basically it's not a recording of history it's a doorway to the future so that mm-hmm. so that we're not really li- walking through the dust of time we're we're walking into um, the entrance to the future. I see. So when you talk about the glyphs on the walls, are you talking about are they in gold? Um, some some of them some of them are in blue some are in red but they're not they're not hieroglyphics they're not okay. egyptian and mm-hmm. and what we found is as we're at least as as we're going through and, and seeing these symbols um while we can't decipher them there's a knowingness of what they're saying that is quite profound oh. and it's 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 not it's 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 not so much that they're saying you know men's room and women's room, as much as it's 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 directions for the future. It's right. it's it's yeah. not it's not recording history. It's opening us to the future. Is at least that's what I get. That makes sense. Yeah, it's they're, like they're, cellular memory. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, well, they're they're power generators in some of the research that I've done. When they captured some of the uh, small UFO drones and everything out in California. They were no moving parts uh, that generated uh, power. And what they found was some symbols, off-world symbols, that uh, were next to each other. And this is what was generating the propulsion system. So Mm -hmm. what I was getting was this is what's holding the future for us to connect to. Is what I was getting out of that that last last one. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, the yeah. symbols are very yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, I, I have yeah. to tell you, the meditations are going in a direction that I never expected. Which... And you're documenting all of this. I know both of you are, right? Yeah, and we're hopeful mm-hmm. that people, when they when they do the meditations, they send us, you know, whatever notes they get or whatever feelings they get, so we can kind of, um, you know, Bill and I aren't just using it for our own, you know, giggles and stuff. Um, you know, while we are putting down our information as well. But it's 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 really fascinating to to see. I mean, there are people in Australia, people in South Africa, people in Great Britain, and people across the United States that are involved in this. But I think what what one of the most interesting tidbits of trivia that 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 I'm getting is that when we look at the the stats the greatest number of people participating in this are in Saudi Arabia. Are you serious? Yes. 
Whoa, yeah, and, Egyptians? Yeah and, uh, yeah, and I can tell you uh, from the last uh, information I got from Egypt, the, the greatest number of tourist uh, people to uh, Egypt now is from Saudi Arabia. Mm. It's, it's remarkable. Wow, so, fascinating. Well, we, don't, we can't understand it, but all the tour groups and everything, all of the people who are coming from there it used to be China and Japan, mm-hmm. but now... Yeah, the, the largest number is, uh, very large number is Saudi Arabia. So the consciousness is changing over there. You know, mm-hmm. with uh, what's going on in the Middle East and Africa and the world, mm-hmm. but um, the consciousness is changing. That's okay. good. You know, it's changing, and uh, it's we got to go through this, whatever we got to go through, in order for that future to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you know, what Barbara is doing in the guided meditation is, is we're empowering people into their own thing and it's Mm -hmm. not about you know you know writing down a little story or something it's about the empowerment that that uh with these people are it's changing their lives and that's Mm -hmm. all we need that's what you're changing your you're changing their focus which is really good too because yeah yeah, a lot of people get wrapped up in the illusion of the drama i mean i know i can do that you know watch the news enough but yeah. yeah, so I think that's very, right. very critical right now that we're doing that. So I hope everybody is giving you information, right? They, they send you what they're getting, aren't they? No, and not as many yeah. as we would like. <laughs> okay, because 